Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? All right, you know a good place to be in January? Where? And February. What? Where is the good place to be? South Florida. Well, that's great to know. I'm glad. Yeah. So just, just throwing that out there, that's not a bad place to be whenever the rest of the country is dealing with cold weather. Um, South Florida does not deal with cold weather, and it was delightful this week. That's great. I'm glad. So tell me about your, you, like you were there for the NAM trustee meeting, yeah, right? I was there for the NAM trustee meeting, and it was a good time. So a good meeting with uh, the NAM folks. We'll talk a little bit about that in the show. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm pro snowbirding, by the way. That's great. So are you going to start doing that now, Jonathan? I, no, because okay. yeah, I, you know, the fam may not like that, you know. Kids in school, right. all that jazz. You could do it next year, though. And you should totally do this. You and Keith need to figure out a way that you can take like a week or two and go south for like a couple of weeks in, and stay in like Tampa, Orlando, work remotely, you know, get a get a beach home in, I don't know, Fort Lauderdale. Jonathan, I don't need a beach home. I have an oh, RV. You have an RV. You have the RV. Take the RV, drive to Key West and stay in like Marathon Key or whatever. And I mean, there's a ton of those. We saw them last year when we were down there. Take the RV, go south for a couple of weeks. Tell Keith, hey, uh, blow off your classes. You know, you can just teach them remotely or something. See, see, you know, the the Provo stuff isn't. You, know, you can do that totally remote. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll let him attest to whether or not he can do that. But um, we, we would not have to get a beach out. We just need to That's get an right. RV site. Yeah, even better. Or I'm just call you. up, you know, call up David Youth or Danny Diarmas at First Orlando and just say, hey. You got a spot in the parking lot? We can just stick this for a couple of days. It just, you know. I mean, yes. I, I, I'm gonna guess they don't have hookups though, so that's where we. You never start know. To, you never yeah, know. that's where we start to have a. Problem, I mean, you know, but, call Edgar over at Idlewild. You know, yeah, say Edgar, see if they've got spots. Let me yeah, just I'm stick sure. Stick it in the driveway. You know, I'm sure there are some great, some great places that we could park that thing. Listen, I'm so excited. Uh, we got a, a in a few weekends. We're headed to the lake, and uh, I cannot wait. Just just for a couple of days, but cannot wait. I'm telling you, snowbirding is where it's at. Okay. And I forgot Good about your RV. And yes, that is that's what my neighbors here in Nashville before they moved. They were snowbirds. And every year they would leave in like October. And I wouldn't see them again until April. And they'd go to Arizona. But let's let's talk though. Here's something that's not as easy about snowbirding. Is that? that we had when Keith was a pastor, we had some church members who were snowbirds, and that's that's actually difficult because that means that half the year they're not there. So just uh, building that relationship. Now, when they were, they were very, you know, committed and connected. But it is a little tougher when you've got folks that are gone for long stretches. So I would hope that when folks are snowbirding, that they have a church where they yeah. are going that they're super yeah. involved in or that they at least maybe their membership is not there but they commit to that body of people and they you know do things but that's the one yeah. kind of downside to it all our, our friend kenneth bonnet who used to work at first naples you know right. kenneth from his time at southeastern and i know him yes. from uh, time here in nashville uh they, they used to talk about how they, their attendance would fluctuate depending on the season because of snowbirds right so People do yeah. get connected. My neighbors, however, probably weren't too uh, worried about that. So okay. just throwing that out there. Uh, but All yeah, right. that's a good point. You just fly in for the weekends. Just pop up, you know. 
get the Southeastern jet to come pick you up and take you back and forth? Uh, I'm going to correct that on this <laughs> record right now that that does not exist. So anyone who heard that, he was joking. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. All right. Yes. Uh, anyway, enough of that before I get myself in more trouble and get a phone call from Danny Aiken. Uh, let's jump into the show. If you're looking to stay informed and engaged in the latest missions, discipleship, leadership, and political happenings within the SBC, look no further than the brand new Baptist Press newsletters, BP Missions, Discipleship, Leadership, and Politics. These weekly newsletters offer insightful and thought-provoking content that will deepen your understanding and strengthen your faith. Don't miss out on these valuable resources. Visit baptistpress.com slash subscribe to sign up. That's baptistpress.com slash subscribe. Got a new Exciting thing we'll talk about a little bit later over at Baptist Press. Now, we're making all kind of uh, headway over at BP, some new stuff here in 2023, so exciting stuff. But we started out the show mentioning it. The NAM trustees met in Miami. The big news coming out of that this week, Ken Witten is coming on board to head up their leadership ministry. That's great. So Ken Witten, he's recently retired from Idlewild Baptist Church in Tampa. He'll be the National Director of Pastoral Leadership. So it's kind of an opportunity to mentor, be a, a counselor, be a helper for those who are in various seasons of ministry, and uh, he can connect with them. Yeah. So a little kind of a retirement gig there for Ken uh, that he could do with Nam and, and really pour into the next generation of pastors as he's done his entire career. I mean, Idlewild has put out uh, a ton of guys around the country that are involved in pastoral ministry over the years, and uh, Ken Witten, a major part of that. So congrats to him. Congrats to NAM. Not a whole lot else out of the NAM trustee meeting, um, but the full story over there is in the show notes. A really cool thing, though, one thing, uh, I got to meet a pastor and his wife, uh, that is uh, Trevor Doles and his wife, Olivia. Uh, the, you see them in the picture of the story here, but they are planting their church in about uh, three weeks, Amy. They, they plant March the 5th is their first Sunday for their church plant there in Miami. And it's a third generation church plant in Miami. So the church that they are launching, Faith Church, came out of Grace Church, uh, which is pastored by Eric Bancroft. And that was planted by Hosea Bea's church in Miami. So Hosea Bea and then planted Grace Church in 2019. And now Grace Church is planting Faith Church in 2023. So kind of that that planting pregnant model, if you will, uh, where the churches are just multiplying. Churches plant churches. Churches that plant churches. And uh, it's yep. happening there in South Florida. Really cool story. You got to go to Grace Church and see that in the Miami area. So uh, it was really neat. And then also got to go to the University of Miami and uh, to the BCM there and check things out and the ministry that they're doing on campus at the U. So good trip. Good meeting with the uh, the folks down there at NAM, and uh, congrats again to Ken Witten. That's not the only trustee recap we have. We mentioned last week we had a sending celebration from IMB. Their trustees also met last week, and uh, we got the story this week. Yeah, so we talked already about the sending celebration, but we also had a report from them. Paul Chitwood gave a report to the trustees. He shared several things, Lottie Moon Christmas offering running slightly ahead of last year's pace, which is amazing because that's breaking records, um, that total local church engagements have more than doubled. So that's pretty amazing. And uh, that has actually, they've had direct contact from IMB missionaries to 86% of Southern Baptist churches. So that's 
really incredible. And the pipeline currently has 1,129 people in the missionary applicant process. Yeah. So uh, lots of lots of cool stuff. And then obviously the sending celebration that we talked about last week, sending appointing 46 new missionaries. Yeah. So uh, the, you mentioned the missionary pipeline. I've got Paul Chitwood coming up on a future episode of the Road to New Orleans where he is going, I asked him about that. I said, hey, break that down for us. What does that sound, what does that look like? What does that mean? Whenever we hear that number, how does that work? And he you know, took the time to kind of walk me through what that means and really, really interesting stuff from the IMB as it relates to the missionary pipeline. So you don't want to miss the road to New Orleans with him. Uh, don't miss it any week. I mean, we had Jack Hunter on this past week, had a great interview with him. Got Jamie Dew coming up this coming week. Fantastic interview. And I know, Amy, one of your favorites who we'll talk about in just a minute as well, Tara Dew coming up oh, in, yeah. in the series as well. So uh, really cool stuff. You mentioned IMB and the Lottie Moon Christmas offering running above budget. Guess what, Amy? It's the first of the month. You know what that means? CP. And the cooperative program giving is also above budget for this month. And uh, just a little over $19.1 million given in January of 2023 which brings us to $64.8 million, which is about $750,000 above budget for the year. So good news there on the cooperative program front. Not the only good giving news we have this week because the BGCT got a gift this week. Yes, they did. And quite a large one. Uh, so $28 million. I can't believe you let me be the one to uh, to say it. You got to say it with your, your pinky by your mouth. $28 million. <laughs> yeah, so this is from the estate of William P. and Janie B. Dukes. Um, they were lifelong Baptists there in Texas, been, have been very involved in Baptist philanthropy. And uh, Janie Dukes died last June. So this is being given as an endowment fund. It will help start churches, provide scholarships to students pursuing ministry in the business school at Baylor University, also assist senior adults in retirement centers that the Texas Baptists are uh, are overseeing, and benefit other ministerial causes. So uh, $28 million is pretty significant. Yeah, that's a, a pretty, pretty significant gift, uh, to say the least. So that's one of the biggest gifts we've seen in some time around the SBC. So congrats to our friends over at the BGCT. Don't forget, uh, keep in prayer for them. They're still looking for a executive director. David Hardage retired at the end of last year. So uh, they're looking for an executive director. And unfortunately, also looking for an executive director now is Maryland, Delaware, as Michael Crawford resigned this past week after uh, some marital indiscretions, uh, quote unquote, came to light uh, regarding him. And Tom Stoll, who is the associate executive director, is going to step in and fill that interim. We mentioned it earlier, Amy, down to New Orleans. They had a massive event last week. The pictures from this are exciting because uh, only a few occasions do you see seminary chapels packed to the gills. And this thing here, the Abide Conference last week, sold out 1,200 women at the campus of New Orleans from 15 states and 250 churches. How about that? Man, I was so proud. I loved seeing the pictures of that. I just love my friend Tara Du and Stephanie Lyon, who is uh, is there and uh, as well, and really did a lot in overseeing this this conference. Um, 
Man, so exciting. Uh, Kelly Minter, I think, was kind of the one of yep. the main plenary speakers, but also Tara and Stephanie, too. So it was just really neat to see to see my friends from afar. Um, lots of breakout sessions. Courtney Moore was there with friend Women the in Work. Yeah, it's like friend of the pod conference here. Yeah, it was incredible uh, to see. And you could just see how and, and you could just tell how wonderful it was for the women who were there. So great, great weekend in New Orleans for yes. them. So yeah, it's it just an incredible thing that Tara and them are doing down there and congrats to them. Uh, some great news from New Orleans on this and just uh, looking forward to next year. Next year, Amy, Donna Gaines will be one of the uh, the keynotes there. Andrea Lennon as well and uh, Heather Johnson. So uh, All right. So I mean, they already got it planned next February 23rd to 24th. You need to, mar- ladies, mark your calendar for the Women of Prayer themed event next year at Abide on the campus of New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. You'll be able to see that this year when we go to New Orleans for the annual meeting. Uh, but Amy, we we end on some sad news, uh, tragic news this past week out of Midwestern where student Kaylee Duggar was killed in an automobile accident. Yeah, this was so sad. So Kaylee Duggar, she was an MDiv student at Midwestern Seminary. She was also youth director at First Baptist Church, North Kansas City. Um, she was killed in a highway accident on Thursday there. I, she also, though, as I began to look just to kind of learn a little bit more about her, she and I are from the same place. Yeah. I did not, I didn't know her family, but we have a lot of mutual friends there. Uh, they're from the Pleasant View area in, um, in Tennessee, just right outside of Nashville and very involved at uh, First Baptist Jolton. So I have a ton of friends that are there. So it was a very sad thing to see uh, playing out on social media as honestly, I had friends from the Midwestern community that were really grief stricken over this, as well as friends from home that were feeling the same way. And so she obviously had a huge impact on, uh, on everyone that she was, that she was around. So it just seems like she was a real, a real joy. It says in this Baptist press story, she was a podcaster and a blogger, um, and that on one of her on one of her posts, she said, "I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus who holds the Bible as the infallible Word of God, and who believes that I am saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. The Holy Spirit is at work in my life, making me more like Jesus every day. Even when I fail and mess up, He is still faithful. And at the end of all things, when I'm worshiping the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, the only title that's going to matter is redeemed. So uh, incredible Damn. inspiration." Um, but certainly just prayers for her family and friends, community, and the folks at Midwestern. Yes, tough absolutely. Things. Uh, just tough days uh, for our friends up at Midwestern, so do be in prayer for them. Uh, but that's going to bring us to the end of our news this week and to my favorite part of the week, this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, so I want to go to 1950 to a real inspiration from Abilene, Texas, uh, a Sunday morning devotional in an adult Sunday school department. So University Baptist Church there in Abilene had a special Sunday morning devotional for their Sunday school from Maureen Seals. But the reason this was special is that Miss Seals uh, had hadn't been bedridden for years uh, from an accident that she had been in, and she could not attend services at her church. But it says that doesn't keep her from bringing the devotionals occasionally at the church. And here's what they would do. The pastor's office had a, a setup. This is where it's so interesting when we see how technology yeah. was developing this over the 1950. years. 1950. 
1950. They had a setup to the phone from the phone in the pastor's office attached to a telaid, which was an instrument connected with a PA system. And the PA system could blast it anywhere in the church. And so what she would do is she had a telephone at her bedside. She would dial the church and uh, dial the number directly to the pastor's office. And then that let her speak to any group in the building because they could direct to a speaker in whatever rooms they wanted to. And so she could deliver the devotional to her Sunday school class from her bedside. Hmm. So it's really cool. Um, so they uh, apparently she did this often, but in February 1950, um, it they shared something that she had done recently. She had chosen First Kings 21 through four, and she said, absolute surrender to God's will is the only key to happiness is what she told them um, reading from her Bible. So really incredible yeah. inspira- inspiration there. Kind of fits in with what you just talked about with uh, Kaylee. That's right. Of someone who really gave of herself even after this difficulty in her life. And she shared, continued to share it with others, even from her home, from her bed. So really, really cool. And I just, every now and then when I see something like that, it's kind of a, a small story, seems like a little bit of a blip, but it really can live on and inspire us even today. So uh, just thought I would share that. They talked about it in 1950 this week in SBC history. Man. There you go. So Also, I always like these things that kind of show technology back yeah, then too. Yeah. Fascinating. So bedridden, given the lesson from her bed, uh, was she married to Grandpa Joe? Do we know? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Some of you will get that reference. Many of you may not. So Amy did. She's laughing. All right. That brings us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? All right. My resource is um, an article in that ran in the Gospel Coalition this week. And uh, oh, we're, okay. we're, actually, we're actually recording this on Friday, and it ran yesterday. And it was by my pastor, J.D. Greer. The title is Downplaying the Sin of Homosexuality Won't Win the Next Generation, Um, but it is basically there's been a lot of discussion in response to some comments that had been made by Andy Stanley and folks really talking through what does it mean to deal with this in our churches as it continues to grow in the culture. So JD addressed this and, you know, really came out and said, ambiguity is not kindness, clarity is, we've got to be We've got to be clear on this. Even as we seek to reach out to our community, we must be clear on this issue. So it it's a, a lengthy article. I recommend everybody to go and read it, read the whole thing, and we'll put the clip in the show notes. All right. Very cool. Yeah, I saw that yesterday, read that. Uh, very good from JD. Tell him, uh, let him know that we appreciate that. So um, it's good stuff from him. My resource of the week is a new section. I, I talked about it earlier, a new section at Baptist Press called the BP Toolbox. And it is a new section over at the website at baptistpress.com slash toolbox where you can find practical tips and tools, uh, practical tips and tools for ministry. So it's uh, built for church leaders and pastors. Think, uh, you know, we're going to have stuff from Chuck Lawless, Tom Rayner, Lifeway Insights, Trevin Wax, David Prince, J.D. Greer. A lot of different people going to be uh, contributing to this. I've got articles and videos up there, uh, some stuff that uh, the For the Church guys up at Midwestern have already done. And, and in the past, some videos, uh, good content. So if you're looking for just a, a kind of a one-stop shop for a lot of pastoral ministry type things, discipleship, leadership, uh, think, think things that are going to wind up in the BP newsletters that we mentioned earlier, 
uh, that type of content, it's going to be over at the BP Toolbox. So BP Toolbox is uh, my resource of the week, baptistpress.com slash toolbox for that. So uh, a really good um, new section and uh, kind of a new effort and some new content that we're putting over at Baptist Press. So not just news anymore, also some uh, practical ministry tips uh, for folks uh, kind of becoming your one-stop shop for all things church leadership, church news, and beyond. So kind of neat. All right. All right. So that's uh, my resource of the week. That's going to do it for the show this weekend. Uh, enjoy your weekend. It's warmed up here a little yes. bit. So. Yes. I'm going to head to uh, South Carolina this week. The state Baptist publication editors are meeting in Hilton Head as well as the state execs. So uh, big meetings going on this week. And then obviously the EC meeting the next week. We'll be ready for that on February 20th and 21st. So uh, you'll be in town for that. And a lot of folks will be heading into Nashville for those meetings. And it uh, be good to see a lot of folks next week and the week after uh, at these two uh, kind of well-attended from the uh, folks in the SBC as uh, we gather to do business and uh, the EC gathers to uh, have its trustee meeting. So should be a fun time. Amy, see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.